Hello, and welcome to the 11th edition of Talking Solutions, the podcast of the Association for Solution-Focused Hypnotherapy. I'm Sally Hare. And I'm Trevor Eddles, and we're both experienced solution-focused hypnotherapists. We've really enjoyed talking to our various guests recently about all sorts of ways to improve our mental health. But today, we're going back to basics with a festive special. We'll be talking about how the holiday season can be well, a little less sparkly and perfect than the adverts and lifestyle sections of the glossies might lead us to believe. We'll also be sharing tips on how to overcome the stresses of the season and even, perhaps, to enjoy it. And at the end, there's an opportunity to switch off as Sally takes you on a de-stress relaxation. So we're recording this at the beginning of December and the supermarkets have been full of festive treats for weeks already. It almost seems like tinsel starts trickling down the aisles the minute the schools go back in September. And when Halloween's finished, it becomes a full-blown tsunami. So how do you react to the first signs of the festive seasons kicking off again? Excitement? Nostalgia? Anxiety? Dread? Perhaps a mixture of them all at different times. How about you, Trevor? I really like Christmas. This year we'll have all the family around on Christmas Day and Boxing Day. Twelve of us. There'll be lots of youngsters enjoying themselves. My wife and I will probably veg out the day after to recover, though. I mean, I sort of, when the first things start coming into the shops, I always say, oh, no, not this again. And then I get into sort of like big kid mode and I'm jumping around decorating the tree and doing things with the kids. And then all the kind of hardcore shopping and cooking stuff kicks off. I get a bit grumpy. And then by the day I've come out of it and I'm enjoying it again. So that's always a bit of a whirlwind for me. (laughs) So, whether you're the one feeling responsible for all the magic and sparkle of a big gathering, or navigating the break on your own, or any of the many, many other ways you might find yourself facing the festive season, what are the best ways to look after your mental well-being? Let's have a look at some of the challenges we might face at this time of year. Well, We can put a lot of pressure on ourselves to push the boat out and celebrate in style, encouraged by all those adverts we see. And that can cause an enormous amount of financial stress, especially in the current climate. It can also lead to physical exhaustion too, not helped by all those rich foods and booze. I'm not a believer in the, I just want things to be perfect scenario. It causes so much unnecessary stress but it can sometimes be difficult to recognise what's good enough at this time of year, especially when we feel the pressure to live up to others' expectations. It might be worth taking some time to figure out what is good enough for you, especially if you're tasked with a lot of the organisation. Don't be fooled by those shiny adverts with heaps of presents and laden tables. They're just designed to part you from your money. Festive traditions can go on well past their sell-by date, so there's no harm in revisiting what you always do and see if it's time for some reasonable adjustments. I mean, I don't think most people remember the details of Christmas by New Year, let alone the following Christmas. So will it hurt to cut a few corners, not deplete your batteries too much, so you can enjoy the season too? If you love making a beautiful wreath for your door, make sure you do just that. But don't exhaust yourself by making homemade cranberry sauce if you don't enjoy it. Also, figure out your budget and stick to it. 
You might be surprised by how many people in your social circle will be happy to ditch presents or agree to a secret Santa or charity shop gifts only arrangement. There's no harm in asking, and they might be very grateful that you've broached the subject. If you're expected to host the day itself, don't be afraid to ask for help. Perhaps visitors could each bring a side dish or help to clean up before the big day or prep vegetables. Many people ask if there's anything they can do to help. And I've been in that position when it's just too much mental energy on top of everything else you're juggling to figure out a task. So be prepared with a few ideas if they ask. And, importantly, don't feel bad about taking them up on their offer. People aren't keen to help. Well, lay on what you can reasonably do without exhausting yourself. They won't expire for lack of homemade red cabbage or handcrafted gingerbread houses. Don't feel bad about cutting corners. Guests will remember having an enjoyable time on the day, far more than the chopped walnuts on their sprouts or whatever. And they'll not enjoy things if their host is in an exhausted heap, whatever they've laid on. Indeed. <laughs> I always used to make a tradition of putting the Christmas video on on Christmas Eve, which meant my kids got to have a calm time watching well-loved films and stories that they watched every year, you know, which really calmed them down when they were all overexcited. And I got four child-free hours to get the next day's dinner prepped. On the other side of things, if you're going to someone else's, volunteer to do something definite rather than that if there's anything I can do, which just adds to the host's mental load. It'll be easier for them to accept your offer of a cauliflower cheese than spend more mental energy figuring out what needs doing. What about the social side of things? We might be looking forward to seeing friends and family. How has a whole year passed so quickly? But, of course, we might also feel anxious about spending time with people we find difficult for one reason or another. You might have developed excellent strategies for avoiding your narcissistic aunt for most of the year, but how are you going to cope when she comes to stay for a week? Or are you easily burned out by all the socialising expected and dreading another round of small talk? Well, first of all, be reassured that you're not alone. More than half of all Brits have family disagreements at Christmas. And the average family has their first argument at 9.58am on Christmas morning. <laughs> Spending a lot of time with people we might not see a lot of usually and adding in more alcohol than usual, perhaps we shouldn't be too surprised. And of course, it's all too easy to revert to those relationship patterns we've had with our relatives since childhood, leading to old dynamics of resentment and friction to play out over and over again, year after year. And spending time with our immediate family can lead to tension. A quarter of all adults say their relationships with their partner come under pressure over the period, and calls to relate go up by 59% over the season. So, assuming that you've not set too high expectations of yourself, and have planned, prepped, budgeted and accepted offers of help, so as not to get too overtired before you've even started, what else can you do to negotiate the festive season? Well, it's a bit of a cliche, but nonetheless true, that you can't change other people's behaviour, but you can change your reaction to it. So it might be worth giving some thought to those annual hotspots and the best way you can react for your own well-being. 
without spending too much time on what we call ruminating. That's overthinking and negatively forecasting how everything will turn out stressfully. This can turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy because the brain can't tell the difference between real and vividly imagined experience. We can use this mental quirk to our advantage, which we'll talk about later. It can be helpful to move away from absolutes this time of year. You always do this. You never do that. I should feel this way. Very few people are all good or all bad. So try to remember the things you do like about people, even if they are winding you up at that particular moment. They're probably tired, stressed, and perhaps a few glasses of sherry in, too. If you do have to say something, keeping things through I messages can help. For example, I prefer to talk about other things rather than politics over dinner because we all have such different opinions, rather than why do you always bring Brexit up before we've even poured the gravy? If you see a well-worn path to one of the usual disagreements appearing on the horizon, change the subject or take yourself somewhere else. For example, if there's often friction over what to watch on the TV, suggest doing something else entirely or record what you like to watch at a more peaceful time. If the same old disagreements are boiling over again, Surprise everyone by reacting in a new way. Put some festive music on and dance the irritation away. Or pull some crackers so you can all groan at the terrible jokes. It's sometimes worth taking a breath, or two, or even ten, to move beyond an angry reaction. Normality will resume soon, and sometimes it's worth biting your lip for those few hours and focusing on the time when you can relax just as you like. Perhaps you could form a WhatsApp group with others in a similar situation to let off steam. Maybe there's a reason why so many people go for a walk in the fresh air on Christmas afternoon. It's not a bad way to get some space and take a breath. And of course, with all the emphasis on togetherness at this time of year, we might be keenly feeling the absences. The people who we'd like to be with, who for many reasons can't be with us. This might be due to bereavement, relationship breakdown, illness or work commitments. If you're apart from those you prefer to be with, take time to acknowledge that. It's okay to feel sad or alone. If you've been bereaved, perhaps take a mindful moment on the day to honour that person in a way that is meaningful to you. And give the day some positive planning beforehand. So you have things you like to do prepared rather than focusing on the absences. The day can still be good, even if it's not the way you prefer it to be. If you'll be on your own on Christmas Day, and I know this may be a challenge, but make it a day for you. I remember someone writing into Graham Norton once saying she was obsessing over the fact that she'd be apart from her adult child on the day. Graham said that he spent many years alone at Christmas due to work. But he wouldn't ruminate on how he would have liked it to be, but instead made the day an absolute celebration for himself. Best pyjamas, best food, best entertainment, and really enjoyed it, despite being away from his loved ones. I thought there was a lot of sense in that. If things look insurmountable, why not do something completely different? Many people enjoy volunteering at Christmas, avoiding the annual stresses and gaining a lot from helping those finding themselves in challenging circumstances. 
My middle son said something a couple of years ago that really made me change the way I think about the festive season. I was all stressed and grumpy and moaning, moaning about how much it was all too much. And he said, I love the season and I don't mind if it all starts a bit early, but the day is just the day. That was a real game changer for me. Made me realise there's so much I absolutely love about the season too, but all the stresses tend to be related to the big day, which is just a day. So don't let it put you off all the good stuff to be enjoyed. We hope that's been helpful for you and given you a few strategies for negotiating the next few weeks. We mentioned earlier how we can hack that quirk of the brain that it can't tell the difference between the real and the vividly imagined to our advantage. Instead of wasting energy worrying about everything that might go wrong, what would be different if we imagined things going right? So, we now have a nice, de-stressing, festive relaxation for you to help you do just that. If you're currently driving or operating machinery or doing anything that involves your full attention, please switch off this podcast now. You can look forward to relaxing when you can do so safely. If you're able to relax now, spend a few moments getting yourself comfortable as I hand over to Sally. Thanks, Trevor. So yes, take the time to get yourself really easy there, making sure your head is supported and you're feeling warm. Make sure you're somewhere you're unlikely to be disturbed. So taking some time just to be now, turning your attention away from the bustle and fuss of this time of year into that quiet space inside the place where you can relax in peaceful calm and tranquility for a while letting the busy world slow for just a few gentle minutes which may seem like hours or days or the briefest of moments doesn't matter it's your time now and you might notice the weight of your body resting there so easy feeling yourself becoming heavier on the surface beneath you as any tension simply drain away arms hands legs and feet feeling so restful now any tightness in your shoulders or neck simply melting away like winter snow thawing relaxing in that warm space just for you and you might notice the sounds around you inside or outside part of your world but not important right now drifting into a comforting background burble as you focus on my voice these moments just for you away from any need to focus to plan nobody wanting anything nobody expecting anything a few precious minutes to drift and dream and be and you might notice your breath becoming slower now and steadier you might feel the release of any final stress or tension with each luxurious breath out. Inhaling and exhaling at your own 
regular, easy pace. Enjoying that steady rhythm as you relax even more. So comfortable there. Drifting down gently now, like a snowflake on a winter's eve, sparkling in a single shaft of light from the setting sun. Drifting down that unique, delicate beauty. Down, floating and dancing in the gentlest of breezes. Down, settling softly on heavy boughs of trees, on roofs and hedges and fences, onto the soft white carpet below. Down and down and down, light as a snowflake, heavy as a snowfall. What a peaceful scene, so far away from any demands or schedules. Finding yourself in your body now, you drift through the season's twilight landscape, perhaps hearing the words and music of a favourite carol or pop song floating on the air from somewhere in the distance or catching the scent of cinnamon, ginger and nutmeg and feeling your expectation grow for your favourite treats of the season. As you wander through the darkening landscape, you see a bath branching off to one side, lit by twinkling lights and lanterns. And you realise the music is coming from that direction. So you turn and make your way through the crunching snow towards it. The path ambles up through the frosty landscape and curves around a tall hedge far along, so you can't see the end of it. But the melodies make you curious as to what's further down, so you carry on humming along gently. As you make your way along the path, the delicious aromas become stronger, and now you can hear voices, happy, laughing and merry. The path seems to continue forever through this wintry scene. But you notice how pleasant it is to feel your boots sinking into the snow. How invigorating the crisp air is on your cheeks. And you keep moving forwards. Before you know it, you find yourself turning the curve at the end. And see a brightly lit cottage just a few more yards beyond and realise that this is where the sounds and scents are coming from. You come close enough to look in the window and see a small fire in the grate, plain but delicious food on the table and small gifts under a simply decorated tree. The cottage looks so warm and welcoming, but you pause 
You don't know the people inside, though you would so like to join in. But you remember times of feeling unwelcome or rejected or disappointed in the past and feel too shy to swing the brass knocker on the door for fear of being unwanted. The night seems to have fallen so suddenly and you shiver a little in the dark, feeling chilly and alone and so very, very tired, thinking of the people with whom you'd like to share this cottage, this music, this warm fire and comfortable fare. You begin to notice that someone's looking at you through the window and turn away, embarrassed. But as you begin to make your way back along the path, the door to the cottage opens and someone calls, come in, come in, welcome. You smile and enter the hallway, thanking them. I'm so sorry, I've come empty-handed, you say. Have you? They reply. We're all here because we should be, you know. You wonder what they mean, but they usher you along the hallway into the room you could see through the window, where a small group of people are sitting or standing or dancing to the music. Someone hands you a beaker of warm, spicy juice, which feels so welcoming as your chilly fingers close around it. You take a sip and savour the taste of orange, cranberry and cloves as it warms you right down to your stomach. You feel your cheeks flush in the fireside glow and nestle in a comfortable armchair with a plate of your favourite treats your eyes closing in that comforting warmth, your thoughts drifting gently as those around you laugh and sing. It is what it is, you doze. It is so very, very what it is. You see smiles and games. You hear whispers and tiptoes. It all seems so very far away, but so very, very welcome. After a while, you feel ready again. And thank your generous hosts who wave you on your way, wishing you well as you go. You make your way back along the winter lane, lit by those twinkling lights and lanterns. You have a long way to go, but the spices have warmed your belly and these strangers and their revels have warmed your heart. You put your hands in your pocket and your fingers close around crisp paper. Someone slipped a small gift inside for you. It is what it is, you smile and crunch back through the snow, warm, contented, and ready for your next adventure. And so we're coming to the end of our festive relaxation. You may wish to drift into a deep, refreshing sleep, but if you need to carry on with your day, I'm going to count from one to five. And when I get to five, you'll awake and refreshed, relaxed and restored to full consciousness motivated really to enjoy the rest of your day. So one, 
becoming aware of that surface beneath you and your head resting gently. And two, becoming aware of the room again, sounds from outside. And three, becoming more aware of your body, perhaps wriggling your fingers and toes or enjoying stretching your limbs. And four, letting an inner smile soften the corners of your mouth. And five, ready to waken now. Calm, relaxed and energised. Take a deep breath and come back to today. Wow, that was really good. Um, we hope you've enjoyed our Festive special. You can find information about our other podcasts on our website, www.afsfh.com. You'll also find articles, information and resources, plus, of course, our solution-focused hypnotherapist directory, where you'll be able to look through the profiles of our fully qualified members and choose just the right therapist for you. Next time, we'll be talking to Andy Workman about post-traumatic stress disorder. But until then, it's goodbye from me, Trevor Eddles. And goodbye from me, Sally Hare. And we both wish you a very merry festive season. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. -bye. Bye.